We hold these truths to be self-evident. For enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. Hello, welcome. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to Speak the Truth. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I know we're past the hump week. We're or past the hump week. We're past the hump day of the week going into the weekend. We got some good stuff to talk about today. Not an absolute ton of it, but a lot of juicy stuff. I love juicy stuff, like a good fat steak. Don't know where I was going to go with that, but we're going to stop there. So out the gate, we're going to talk about our good friend, President Biden and Trump. Both of them right out the gate. Just we're going to start with that because why not? So the president's approval rating has now uh, hit a, a, a staggering 38% with disapproval at 53%. This is pretty pretty big numbers going into 2022. I mean, every single poll that comes out is just like, there's a complete nosedive. That's down from a 42 to 50% approval disapproval rating for Biden conducted last month. So last month he had 42% approval rating. This month he has 38. And last month he had a solid disapproval was sitting at 50. And now it's sitting at 53 this is pretty good for the right side that really is looking forward to 2022 because it's like everything that he's doing right now is just snowballing and it gets worse and worse. And it started with Afghanistan. Or I guess it kind of started with coronavirus and the economy, Afghanistan, border, and just keeps going and going and going. Unfortunate for them. That's, that's really what happens when you put somebody inside of power that has absolutely no idea really what's going on in life. Did you guys know? I, 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 I read something this morning. The mock room that they built up inside the White House where he was, I don't know if you guys have seen the image where he's sitting inside of a stage room, like doing his interviews and stuff. He could do it anywhere. He could do it like the Oval Office, the wings and all that. He literally can do it anywhere inside the White House, but they built something inside of one of the auditoriums just for him. It has a fake backdrop and it's literally a studio set. And they built this for one reason and one reason only, because if they do it anywhere else in the White House, you can see the, the reflector of like the teleprompter screen. Like if it's in front of them, if they were to put a teleprompter in front of the camera, the reflection will be beaming off the back. So they built this room just so he can read directly off the screen and it's just him in there. And it's not me just saying this. It was actually one of the big things that was talked about on, actually, of course, it was on Fox News, but on Fox News this morning, it was somewhat kind of entertaining that they had to build a room just for Joe Biden to somehow coherently speak to the nation. Weird. So the president is at a 39% on handling the economy, 37% on his job as commander-in-chief, 34% on foreign policy, 23% on dealing with situations on the Mexico border. This is your approval ratings, by the way. I cannot believe there's 23% of this nation that actually thinks he's doing a good job on the border. They either live in the mountains, in a cave, or in their mom's basement. There's absolutely no way that you could possibly... like. I don't care if you're left, right, in the middle. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way... That there's 20, I, I have a hard time believing that's almost 25% of America. Oh my God. That's a, that's a significant amount of people. Yeah. Look at the stadiums. I mean, they're not saying go, go Brandon, go. They're saying FJB. I mean, let's be real. He's also at a, uh, a migraine. What do we got here? 44% said that he's honest while half says he's not just 41% said that he's a good leadership skills down from 52% in April. So he's down uh, 11% on good leadership skills since April. I mean, I wouldn't follow the man down a little hallway. I don't think anybody would. 
But uh, he's got a 55% margin. Americans said that Biden administration is not competent in running the government. Whoa. So now you have half of America and pretty much it's going to make up. I'm going to say the 55% is going to be legitimately like actual Republicans. Then your independents. It's uh, all the 45% left is going to be the people that say they don't know, or they're just crazy, crazy, crazy left sided people that doesn't really matter what he does. He's going to be a winner in their eyes. But on the other half of this thing, we have a uh, Trump. Oh man. I, I know there's a lot of people that think that I was like a, what do they say? Uh, it's not a never Trumper because it's the opposite. I don't dislike the guy. I don't like the guy. I'm just like, yeah, he does. He's fine. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to go join the January 6th stuff. I'm not going to go to a, 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 a giant rally or anything. It's, it's not for me. Um, I'm just going to say how it is. He was good for the economy, I think. He was made countries terrified of him, which I think that's what America needs to be. It doesn't need to be opposite way around where you have the DOJ going to school board meetings, terrorizing you know, citizens. You need the president being a, an actual like figure in making other countries as of China and Russia and Iran, like actually scared of you. Like, Oh man, this guy has, this guy has giant testicles, you know, like they're big, they're massive. They're like the bull on my ranch, the bull on my ranch. If you guys don't know that they're, they're literally the size of bowling balls, two of them. He's got two of these son of a gun down in there in this sack thing that goes between his legs. And when he walks, I'm telling you, these bowling balls that hit his knees, it's just like, God dang, that's got to hurt. Anyway, don't know where we're going with that, but that's pretty much how I think. <laughs> anyway, so uh, nearly half of Republicans want former President Trump to run for office again in 2024. I don't know if that's the smartest thing. To be honest with you guys, I personally don't think it is. I'll tell you here in a second. 67% would, of the Republicans and Republican-leading independents said they would like to see Trump continue to be a major political figure for many years to come. 44% would like to see him run for president again. 22% of those respondents would prefer to, to support a, a different candidate who held views that aligned with the beliefs of, of Trump. So now we're at 66. So about a third of Republicans, 32% of them, would not like to see him maintain any sort of political status whatsoever, like at all. Not at all. Zero. The crazy thing here is after January 6th, his, his numbers dumped off, of course. So the percentage of people that want to see him stay actually in the political spotlight has actually increased by 10 points since the survey was actually taken since January 6th. Nose dove after that. Since then, it's actually came up 10 entire points since that day. So I guess people are like realizing, I guess Biden isn't the greatest and maybe they should have just maintained who they had. Because we, at least we knew we were going to get out of that guy. That's the only thing about Trump is you knew what you were going to get. Crazy mean tweets, which I know are scary. They're terribly scary. I'm sorry. They made a lot of y'all scared. You were going to get some mean tweets. And I think he just made wash the people inside of Washington so angry because he was so different from what they were so used to. Because right now they have like a guy like Biden who comes there's like, you know what? We're going to spend three and a half trillion and it will cost the U.S. taxpayers zero. It'll just cost the rich people. When in fact, since Biden's taken office... I think it's $175 on average of what I mean, the average expense for the average income person in America has actually gone up. So it, $175 to a rich person literally means nothing. They, know, they don't even care about it. Like, let's be honest. Does a, a guy with a lot of money really care about $175? No. But if, but if the average cost of living has gone up $175 when it comes to food and gas and everything else, that's going to hurt the person in the middle. But a lot of people don't realize that because they're just not... I don't want to say a lot of Americans aren't competent enough to do it. They just don't take the time and do due diligence to actually research what's going on. And they just take, take a politician's word for what it is. So with that being said, this is probably a good piece for me to actually to go into the actual cost 
of inflation that's currently going on right now, which this is probably something you should you should know. So this person goes on here. I'm just this lady named Allison. She said you used to spend seventy dollars a week, but all of a sudden this summer I noticed that I couldn't leave the store without spending at least one hundred twenty. That's very that's very vague. That's kind of a weird way to lead off uh, an article, I guess you would say, because that that means she gets to be spending seventy dollars a week on God knows what and change her health habits, and now she's buying healthier foods, which we all know are very expensive in comparison to which I always find really kind of crazy. Cheaper foods, if you guys look at the back of them, are actually terrible for you. Healthier foods are more expensive, which means lower-income families are generally overweight. They can't afford their medical bills because they're eating terribly because that's the food that they can afford. When, in fact, if you eat healthier, you won't be inside the hospital, and you. It, but it costs more money to eat at that point. Very strange, random, random thought if you think about it. Like million Americans whose income has not kept pace with inflation, up 5.3% in August as compared to a year ago. So it was up 5.3% since last year, last August. So it means your dollar is worth, I don't know, 95 cents now. Spurred by supply shortages and massive government spending, inflation has become an added tax on the middle class Americans coming out of the COVID lockdowns. So it's almost seemed like this entire thing could have been planned in a sense as it was going along. They got the gate, of course, COVID happened and it wasn't. That clearly wasn't planned. I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist here or anything like that because that's not not what this channel's about. But if you think about it in in a sense of uh, as as COVID kind of go on or went on, it kind of gave the politicians the idea: well, we can instill fear on Americans as a society itself and get past. It's never been able to be passed in the past. Get past past p a s s e d that hasn't been able to been able to be passed in the past. Wow, that's kind of a yeah, I don't think I've ever said past in the past, but you guys know what I mean. So for households earning the U.S. medium annual income of about 70 grand, the current inflation rate has forced them to spend another 175 a month on food, fuel, and housing. That's what I'm saying. Middle America, the average person, well, I mean, 70 grand a month is actually, I think that's above average. You now I'm thinking about it. I think that's pretty, I think it's actually pretty good. Although the government officials have called inflation tra- transitory, it's running at a 30-year high and has been for months. So this thing, uh, I've actually got a little screen with showing up on YouTube on the channel. You guys can see it. If you can't, it's because you guys are listening through your ears, which hello, welcome over here to Spotify or Android Apple or wherever you're at. So here, we'll just talk about this for a second. 2020, this is, this is this what I'm talking about. 12-pack of Pepsi. 12-pack of Pepsi costs $333. 2021, it's $595. One pound of ground beef, $427. This is all the numbers I'm telling you are in 2020 compared to 2021. One pound, $427. One pound now, four fifty. Boneless chicken breast, one pound, three thirty nine, four twenty four now. One gallon of milk, three thirty eight to three ninety three. Pop tarts, two 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 dollars, literally two dollars in twenty twenty, two twenty five now. Pringles, one fifty, now they're one seventy. Folgers coffee, seven ninety five, now it's eight eighty. Three fifteen for some cream cheese, now it's three forty, and so on and so forth. It just keeps going. Ajax cleanser. Oh my God. Anyway, it's uh, $1.2020 now. It's $2. So there you go. Oh, and a gallon of gas apparently has gone from, of course, as you guys do know, two nineteen to three nineteen, which a lot of people probably didn't realize. Yes, it has to do with who the hell is in office. So there's some, uh, there's some numbers for y'all that like stats and actual physical numbers because whenever people scream from the rooftops as inflation is not real, this stuff's not really happening, it's, it's literally on the screen here. Like it's a little, it's an actual thing. All right, on to something new. So, if you guys do not know, they're talking about the debt ceiling steal. It's one of the things they're going to continue to talk about for 
for for quite a long time until it, it passes. Everything's going to be fine at some point. I know what's going to happen. Not really too concerned about it. It's just let's see what if we cannot spend as much money. That's that'd be the the greatest thing ever. But uh, back in two thousand six, I don't know if you guys know this. A lot of the people that are saying, uh, "Why aren't the Republicans voting yes for this?" They're they're the ones that are holding it back. Are literally the same people when Republicans controlled everything. They voted the exact same way. So Joe Biden and the Democrats are claiming that Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell and his 49 GOP colleagues are playing Russian roulette with the economy. But if you guys do not know this, most Americans don't realize this, I guess, the Democrats can actually raise the debt limit at any time if they wanted. They just can't do it with the cover of some Republican votes. So they need some Republicans to come in and vote. So it, it seems like it's not that it's it's both parties going after it. But in 2006, if you guys do not know this, Republicans were in power and held the White House, the House of Representatives and the Senate just as Democrats do now. And back then, guess what? All the Democrats voted against doing the debt ceiling or raising the debt ceiling. One such Democrat, if you guys do not know this, this is great. I love kind of going back and looking at some history lessons here that is actually currently casting a vote or he casted a vote currently against raising the debt ceiling was Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Yes, Schumer recently said that as the fall gets closer and closer to becoming a reality, our Republican colleagues will be forced to ask themselves how long they're going to keep playing political games while the economic stability of our country is at risk, when in fact the same guy, the same gentleman back in 2006, did the exact same thing that the Republicans are doing now. It's always a back and forth game. I mean, I don't, like, let's be real. Joe Biden, back, by the way, was a um, senator back in 2006, and he actually said this, because this massive accumulation of debt was predicted, because it was foreseeable, because it was unnecessary, because it was the result of willful and reckless disregard for warnings that were given. I am voting against the debt limit increase. This is literally in 2006 when he was a senator. He voted against it. Oh, if you guys didn't know, Barack Obama was also a senator back then. Uh, the fact that we are here today debating and raising America's debt limit is a sign of leadership failure. I, therefore, intend to oppose the effort to increase America's debt limit. Holy, we have Barack Obama saying that if you... The, oh, my God, this is great. Fantastic. The fact that we're here today debating raising America's debt limit is a sign of leadership failure. This was literally coming out of Obama's mouth in 2006, and now it's 2021. And he, I mean, what, can we just put this as this as the headline right there? The fact that we're here today debating raising America's debt limit is a sign of leadership failure. They can literally raise the this thing on uh, on the debt limit without even a single Republican vote, but it only use the process known as reconciliation. So there you go. That is the deal. On what's going on. That's as much as I care about it because it's not going to change the fact. What I'm saying in this podcast will literally change absolutely nothing when it comes to what they're going to do. So we're just going to stop there on it. So our good friends over at uh, CIA are now apparently a little, little more concerned about China. Yesterday, CIA is creating a new center focused exclusively on gathering intelligence about China and countering its espionage against the United States. So this is clearly a sign that we're going to be having to deal with a, a little bit of a problem for a year-long struggle with Beijing, and that we're preparing for it as of right now. CIA Director William J. Burns characterized the New China Mission Center as an effort to further strengthen our collective work on the most important geolo- geopolitical threat we face in the 21st century, an increasingly adversarial Chinese government. Man, we're worried about the debt ceiling. At least the CIA is doing something decent. 
describing an effort that will enlist every corner of the spy agency. A senior CIA official drew comparisons to the Cold War fight against the Soviet Union, but said China was more formidable and complicated rival given the size of its economy, which is completely intertwined with the United States and its global reach. Or just so it did with the Soviet CIA, would deploy more officers, linguists, technicians, specialists in countries around the world, gather intelligence, and counter China's interests. Uh, I, I mean, this is... This is kind of crazy. I mean, we started talking about China probably a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, when it comes to how they were trying to interfere with uh, Afghanistan, trying to get in with the Taliban. Kind of led up to Taiwan, increasing numbers with Taiwan, started to mess with Taiwan. And now we're here. I mean, I've been talking about China as being one of our biggest problems, one of our biggest threats. And now CIA is also agreeing with me. Thank you. I actually feel somewhat intelligent here. Uh, in a cable that was dispatched to personnel around the world this week, uh, the agency pointed out that number of agents who had been executed by foreign governments to persuade CIA officers to work hard to protect their sources from being discovered. Apparently, a lot of sources are being executed by these other countries. So, Byrne has made China a priority as well as caring for personnel who have afflicted what the agency calls anomalous health incidents. So, this is kind of crazy, by the way. They include headaches, persistent dizziness, nausea that some officials believe are a result of deliberate attacks by a foreign government, possibly via a directed energy weapon using some like lasers or microwaves. I tried to do a little bit of research on this piece, and there is absolutely nothing here. Just this one little segment, just this one little piece here got me thinking, what in the world are they talking about? Possible via directed energy weapon using something like lasers or microwaves. They're apparently using on CIA people to give them headaches, dizziness, and nausea. Talk about like some crazy spy tools. So like I was saying a second ago, you have countries that are literally hunting down our informants. And I didn't say what those countries are, but they're China, Pakistan are the main, main ones right now. I didn't, I didn't know any of this. This is kind of crazy. So there's a uh, counterintelligence officials are warning CIA stations around the world about troubling numbers of informants recruited from other nations to spy for America being captured and or killed. Basically turning these people into double agents, which is a real thing. In recent years, adversarial intelligence service in countries such as Russia, China, Iran, and Pakistan have hunted down the agency's sources and turned them into double agents in some cases and or killed them. So I wanted to bring that up. So you literally have our top... I, I, wish, I wish we knew more about what's going on. It's probably a good thing that we don't. I mean, that we have literally Russia, China, Iran, and Pakistan. Everybody that... that, that they're actually kind of all close to each other if you think about it. There's only a couple of countries separating them. Kind of feel bad for India. India's kind of shoved in there. They have a very large military. India and Pakistan don't get along at all. At all. But we're friends with India. Of course we are. Uh, because they're not friends with all the other people that are around in the area. And then we have, uh, who else is in that area? Japan. We're friends with Japan. And then Taiwan. So it's almost like, God, that side of the, that side of the world is kind of full of a bunch of turd burglars. You know what I mean, Jellybean? But they're apparently killing a bunch of our uh, operatives. Not, not essentially our operatives, but our um, informants, excuse me, which isn't super shocking. You can get away with killing an informant fairly easy. Imagine if you go after like a, an actual government official. It almost seems like this is some real, real life James Bond stuff. What a, what a badass life that would be. All right, move on to something else. So our good friend, Miss Saki, everybody loves her. Everybody loves Saki. She refuses to answer some simple, simple, simple questions like she always does. Instead of saying, I think she got uh, too much, too much crap for saying, I'm going to circle back with you. She just, now she just hits it with another vague answer. And then if you ask her again, she'll hit you with an even more vague answer. She just keeps doing it over again. It's equivalent to saying, I'll circle back with you because I have no idea what I'm talking about. White House Press Secretary Ms. Saki refused to say on Wednesday whether the Biden administration would consider parents who protest critical race theory to be domestic terrorists. Peter Ducey. 
He says this. So does the administration. He asked for this, by the way. So does the administration agree that parents are upset about their kids' curriculums could be considered domestic terrorist? Second, one of the reply, the Department of Justice said threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter in our nation's core values. She replied, dodging the question again. That is true. There are threats against public service, threats against members of the school board, regardless of the reasoning, threats and violence against public service are illegal. Ducey persisted. This guy just keeps hitting her. He wants to know that she went around the question, did not even answer it whatsoever. So Ducey had to hit her with another question. Keep going. Hit her again. Something that the school board association is asking for is the administration to consider using the Patriot Act to consider investigating some of these school board protesters. So would the administration be okay with the FBI using the Patriot Act to surveil these parents? Saki, instead of saying I'll circle back, she says, I don't speak on behalf of the National School Board Association. She responded, I speak on behalf of this, uh, this government. So if you guys did not know, a lot of people don't know what the Patriot Act is. I can ask probably 99% of America don't even know what the Patriot Act is. It's literally the purpose of the U.S. Patriot Act is to deter and punish terrorist acts in the United States and around the world. So they're asking to utilize the Patriot Act against people who are going to school board meetings who are saying no to CRT. And to, it's mainly just CRT now, I guess, that are saying, hey, we don't want to put CRT inside of the schools. So now they're going to try to use the Patriot Act to deem these people as domestic terrorists, which is absolutely wild. I haven't used this word. It is asinine. Yes, it is absolutely crazy. I don't know why I looked over here like there was a camera. There's absolutely nothing over here. I said asinine. I should have turned and looked asinine. Yes, it is very stupid. Is it not stupid? You're going to deem these people that are just going to school board meetings saying, we don't want you to teach us in our schools. You're going to say that they're domestic terrorists. That's, that's dictatorship at its, at its finest right there. You can't tell the American people who are not wanting something to be taught in the public schools that they're paying for the taxes. I think sometimes people, the government and politicians forget they work for Americans. Like That's who they work for. They don't, it's not the other way around. We pay their salaries, literally. All those people inside the school board, Joe Biden, all the, pe- all the people that are in the White House right now, we literally, as Americans, we pay their salaries. They work for us, not the other way around. They cannot, they're not higher up than us. They literally work for us. Do they not? Let's be honest. I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people forget that. They look at them, they're like, they idolize them and say, these people are awesome. Well, no, you, you kind of forget. You're hardworking, your sweat, your blood, your whatever you got, you're going on. What you work for, you, your taxes pay these people. So all the stupid you're doing you're paying for them to do it. Let's be real. This isn't right. I mean, if this is the case, and they can they can say that about any protest that goes on in America. If they're, way, if they're able to get away with this, then what is to say that any protest that they do inside of America, any peaceful protest, would be you can use the Patriot Act for. If you let them get away with a little bit, they'll take it and they'll run with it. So if they start hitting people with this, I don't know what to say. This is, I would see a lawsuit happening fast as hell. All right, so there you go. Domestic terrorism comes from people going to school board meetings now. So studies show, this is kind of, I love seeing some studies. I know you guys love studies. Uh, the waning immunity on uh, the COVID-19. So two real world studies published on Wednesday confirmed that immune protection offered by two doses of Pfizer uh, drops after two months or so, although protection against severe disease, hospitalization, and death remain strong. So what is the point of posting this, this entire, I, guess, I don't know, why, why would they even post this if the entire thing leads off with, it drops after two months? But don't worry, it doesn't really matter because it's going to protect you against hospitalization and death. That's the only thing people are worried about. I don't think a lot of people are worried about getting a cold or a cough or anything like that. I mean, the, the reason why I'm, I myself and a lot of other people got the vaccine is like, well, you know what? I don't want to don't want to die. Someone's going to get it. And I want to travel. Hell, we're going to France next week. Couldn't go to France without the vaccine. So I got it. I mean, if you don't have the vaccine and you're listening to this, I mean, 
I, I'd recommend getting it. I'm not going to tell you to go get it. I'm not going to force you to get it. I would recommend it. Why not? What's it going to do? I guess we'll find 10 years down the road what it's going to do. Hell, who knows? The study also indicated that immunity for people who got vaccinated under natural COVID-19 infection lasts longer. Yes, I had them both. So I'm good. It's especially strong for people who recovered from the infection and then got vaccinated also. Overall, the accumulating evidence from our studies and others show that long-term humoral response in the vaccine effectiveness is previously infected persons were superior to in recipients of two doses of the vaccine. So this goes on. I, I wanted to highlight this for one reason, one reason only. If you had uh, COVID-19, you had natural immunity. We literally discussed in an article the other day, it talked about natural immunity was not nearly as effective as the vaccine itself. This is, it's literally on the same site. Like I, I can't pull it up because I don't have it in front of me, but I know it's on from the same site or the same side of the site, same side of the aisle. Could, could have been the Washington Post, whatever. But literally it was saying that you have to get the vaccine because your natural immunity is not that strong. When in fact, this just says if you had the natural immunity, then you get the vaccine, you're literally like, I don't know, Superman? That's literally said everything here except for saying you're Superman. And the reason why they say this is because they, they know that people that got, you know, that haven't got the vaccine because they think they have natural immunity, they want to know that you'll be super powerful. You literally can run through the wall if you get it. Okay, guys, it was a joke. You're not going to be fucking Superman or jump through a wall. You're. It was a joke. Calm yourself. Nonetheless, protection against hospitalizations and death stayed at above 90%. So either way, if you just get the vaccine, you have 90% uh, chance of surviving even if you get it. So I, I forgot. Sometimes I forget why I highlight things. I read these entire things. Just imagine if I put a, a bunch of pieces of paper that have like 40 paragraphs in front of you and then I just highlight it. And then at the very end, the very end, like literally, look, I, I wish I could show you guys. At the very end of this thing, see these highlights? This is how I'd read these things. This is where this one's at. It's at the very end. This is why I, I brought this entire up. But it's a signal, because I forgot we have to fear monger people into getting stuff. But it's a fig signal that the country should prepare for fresh surges of COVID-19. These findings suggest that a large proportion of the vaccinated population could lose its protection against infection in coming months, perhaps increasing the potential for a new epidemic wave. I don't get it. I really don't get what the intention of these articles are. Is it to scare people? Is it to make them not get the vaccine? I'm so I'm personally getting really confused because there's so many mixed messages inside of this one piece. This is one piece. This is even a, this is not an opinion article. It's literally just it's under the health sec. Like they they contradict themselves three times during this entire this is one article. So confusing, is it not? It is really confusing. I think this is why a lot of people just have shed up. They don't even listen to this stuff anymore, and they just kind of like yeah, we don't. We're just gonna do whatever we want. I think that's I think that's why. That most of most people that haven't got vaccinated, they probably won't. They're, I mean, they probably won't. Let's be honest. It's because of this stuff like this. They're just it's all over the place and really doesn't make any sense. I like stats, and here this just spews a bunch of random stuff to. Oh, I don't know. All right, off off from it. If you guys didn't know, there was a hundred year old uh, that's actually on trial right now. This is kind of crazy. They're still hunting down Nazis over in Germany, which is which is great. All the ones somehow that are still alive. But well, there's a hundred year old right now. He's a former SS guard that's actually on trial right now, today in Germany, right now, in the town of Brandenburg. He's uh, accused of being an accessory to murder for 3,500 cases, dating as his time as a guard in the Nazi concentration camp. This guy's getting charged with 3,500 cases of uh, murder, which is crazy. So he apparently worked in this concentration camp between uh, 1942 and 45. 
which during that time, tens of thousands of prisoners died at the camp due to forced labor, hunger, disease, and medical experiments, and of course, mistreatment. We all know this. I mean, this is, there's some people that don't believe the Holocaust even happened. They also think the earth's flat and 9-11 was staged. So, I don't know. His charges include shooting of a Soviet prisoner of war in 1942, aiding and abetting murder of prisoners through the use of poison gas, as well as other shootings and killings of prisoners by creating and maintaining hostile conditions in the former Sashian concentration camp. Can't say it. I'm very sorry. I don't know. Can't say it. My apologies. They spent 18 months investigating this guy. He's 100 years old. They spent 18 months. They started when this guy was like 99, 98. Jeez Louise, how'd you even get this? This guy's actually going to spend time in prison, by the way. I, I, it said at the very end, he, he's expected to spend time in, in prison due to even with his old age. I don't even know why they would spend time in prison. Wouldn't, well, I guess they wouldn't want to put him to death at that point either because he's so old. I guess I would probably, rather, I don't know, at that age, I don't know. They probably actually don't have the death penalty in Germany anymore. I don't think about it. It doesn't really matter. This one's the last one. So we know there's always rivalries in any kind of business inside of this world. Like there's always rivalries. doesn't matter what you are. It could be Guggen, what other soft plastic company dislikes is at this, this turn time or hard bay company, or it could be CNN Fox, or it could be Kroger Albertsons. I, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, there's always, there's always something, but this one's kind of funny. Everybody, if you've turned turn on the news today, we all know that Fox news turns 25. Cool. Good job. So we're 25 years old, long time for business, but there's a freaking article I clicked on CNN because I go through all the sites in the morning, kind of this fun, trying to find some good stuff. And there's a CNN literally posted an article examining how Fox News has changed America as it turns 25 years old. And I was like, oh my God, we have to click on this one. <laughs> I want to know what this, this company, this other brand that absolutely hates this brand has to say about them turning 25. This is great. And it uh, goes on to say, starts it off. Is the United States better off? I don't know. Is it better off with CNN? That's the question that we want to ask. Is it better off with any kind of news outlet? Or should we just have state-run media? I mean, we could turn CNN. They have the right colors right now. We could them turn them into state-run media if we wanted to. They literally have the right red. red. They're ready. They, they'll, they'll give them a sickle. They're ready. <laughs> oh, man. For all the rightful scrutiny of Facebook in the recent day, let's recognize that Fox is corrosive too. Maybe even more so. Maybe even more so corrosive. Kind of like battery acid. But for the families that feel like they've been torn apart by Fox, this is not a happy anniversary. Oh, here we go. Tearing at the heartstrings. Why am I looking this way again, Charles? I need to put a third. Why do I keep doing that? I keep looking over here at this camera that's not existing like I'm in a new studio or something. All right. So they certainly have a lot to celebrate in 25 years. Quite successfully achieved their goal of dividing America and churning out Republican votes and votes for billionaires. That's what this lady goes on to say. Voting for billionaires. Gotta throw the money in there. Uh, yeah. Then she goes on and says, in reporting for my new book, Hoax. Okay, so you literally want to make fun of billionaires and then you want to promote capitalism in the next sentence. Legitimately, in the next sentence, you say, vote for those billionaires and their taxes. But you know what? Go buy my book. Capitalism. Go buy my book. What? Let's be real. What are you talking about here? Did I literally, I, after I read that, I'd stopped reading the thing. I was like, okay, well, we're done. I'm done with it. I don't care. I'm done. Sorry if that was really loud. That's pounding on the table. <laughs> I just dropped my iPad. All right. So that's good. I love that. That's always the best. The, the, the best ones is when you have your college kids sitting inside of Starbucks or wherever they're sitting. I hate capitalism. Grabs Starbucks. Fuck those rich billionaires. On their apples. <laughs> like, you 
fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Capitalism is the best. It just shows. Most people that actually do that, they they just don't know how to succeed in life, and that's why they're always so bitter towards the ones that are. They're just like, I don't know what to do. I can't get out of my mom's house. I can't find a good job. I don't really want to work. Can I keep taking that government money? Joe Biden, can you keep paying me? I want to stay right here. Capitalism, no. How do you guys get that money anyway? How, I wish they would ask... How do you, how do, how does the government get those money? How does they get that money? Oh, by taxing the super rich people. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't say f- the rich people because they're paying me to stay home. Well, I hope you guys did enjoy this uh, podcast over here. I'm gonna go ahead and head out and whittle 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 some wood. Then I'm gonna go pick up my daughter. I do love you guys. Have a good week. I will see you guys tomorrow.